So hi guys, um, this is Luke from Spacecode, not Scapegoat this time, and we're just going to cover one final bonus story. So myself and Johnny wanted to cover one last story, but we ran out of time for the last episode, so we're going to cover it now. So Johnny, have you ever been interested in magic? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been, as a kid, I was very interested. I was, uh, for, for a brief time, I was a member of the Young Magic Circle, I guess it was called. I was eventually, uh, I lost my membership for uh, practicing real magic. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was I was into magic for quite quite some time. Had a Did bunch you know? of books about it. You know, I, I even bought one of those, like, I bought a Darren Brown magic book that was like one of his, one of the secret books that you had to like, be a member of the magic circle to buy was that true yeah yeah he he wrote i think he wrote four and only one was available to like young the young magic circle oh so it was just like a specialty publishing book yeah it was published within the the magic circle wow i think i think anyway maybe it wasn't it is i'm going back quite quite a few years it might not have been i think it was darren brown though i know he definitely had two that were like official magic circle books but i think he had one that was for the younger members it was it, was, it wasn't even that it was pretty basic like but a lot That's of magicians cool. do that a lot of magicians do that or even i remember for a long time on a lot of magicians website they would have if you went to the shop section of their website, they would have like books for magicians and you would only be able to order them if you could answer a question that related to a especially an especially held secret from magicians, like how to do a certain sort of palm, uh, card palm or a, a certain type of sh shuffle. If you couldn't answer that question, you won't actually get to the order page. But this is back in the old days of the internet where, where that shit was possible. I'm kind of wondering now that, like, if I wanted to find it, would just some disgruntled older wizard just put up Darren Brown's books on Amazon or something that anyone could just buy? Yeah, them? it'd be. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, like, is there a torrent ebook available of those? But but there that that was a big thing. Like, yeah, like magicians would sell books to other magicians, but they would go for like a very high price. Like, you're you're not going to be picking up a a secret book in the magic circle for like 20 euro like well it's kind of the same i'd imagine like for academics that like you'll make a book called like diplomacy in east india in <laughs> yeah. like you know 1648 to 1649 it'll be a very particular academic book but it's only bought by 200 other academics so you're like it's a hundred quid of pop boys <laughs> yeah i've yeah. got to make money back somehow but yeah, like, and with this stuff, it could be like the the books might like be made to order, so they could come with your like magician's code printed printed on it, like so as you can't resell it. I think it's kind of cool that there's a specialty industry like that, but like my thing about mus magicians is apart from the fact I occasionally say musicians instead of magicians, <laughs> is that it's something I'm I would always be quite interested in. But a lot of the people, you know, it's the kind of thing that you look at and you think, oh, that's cool. But then a lot of the people in it kind of seem a bit asshole-ish. Yeah. Then, like, I don't think, like, Darren Brown particularly seems asshole-ish. But, like, I would always kind of feel like it's a kind of very in-group mentality that it would be very hard to approach. Yeah, I think any sort of 
genre of entertainment or just industry where it's kind of based on protecting like secrets and stuff everybody kind of becomes assholes like you really have to be one of us to to know something so minor the reason that we mention this is we're going to be touchy talking about magicians in our final story today so shall i read this for us johnny we'll do the first half now yeah yeah go for it so this is titled my 32 female husband 36 male wants to start a restaurant for magicians and it's tearing our family apart <laughs> is there anything in the magician circle about this uh i'm going back to when i was 11 but uh yeah no i i, I don't i don't recall this ever coming up the first bit is i have been with my partner for eight years and we have a four-year-old son a two-year-old daughter our relationship has been a little bit rocky partially due to his highly demanding job in a restaurant industry but we love each other deeply and always will He's been the head chef of a relatively successful restaurant for three years now and is the only source of income for our family since I left my job in the charity sector to look after our children. For the past four months or so, he has been floating the idea of starting a restaurant for magicians with an increasingly serious and dedication. It is not obvious what this entails, so I ought to explain. He envisions a restaurant which, unbeknownst to the general public, is littered with magical props, levitating tables, bendy cutlery, and tour and restore menus, to name a few. The meals can be served to customers can be requested to have particular playing cards secretly inside to allow spectacular reveals. And if the waiter can think of a card, he will always say it's the seventh of hearts. The idea here, it seems, is to allow for an environment where men on dates who are in on the scheme, are able to impress their companions with seemingly spontaneous magic tricks requiring little skill where amateur (laughs) magicians can go to perform impromptu shows. I'm going to reserve my commentary on the merit of this idea until later. I can imagine you can guess, but I should explain that my husband has never shown a remote interest in magic until four months ago when he met his friend who in this post we all call Chris. Chris is something of a magic enthusiast, and since meeting my husband, has become encapsulated by the idea. And I don't think that's what encapsulated means, but that is what she wrote. (laughs) I am using a throwaway count because Chris is a very avid Reddit user. Over the past two weeks, Chris has convinced my husband that he ought to quit his job and use all our savings to start a restaurant which would burden our family with enormous amount of financial insecurity. We had a huge fight about two nights ago, during which I said some things that I regret, insulting his restaurant idea, his cooking, and his new friend, Chris. Yeah. Okay, can I just... We can get to the, to the main point of the story in a second. I just want to point out, I fucking love that she mentions that... She refers to Chris. Uh, he, uh, I'm using a throwaway account because Chris is an avid Reddit user. As if there, how many people out there are trying to convince a man they met four months ago to open up a magic restaurant? It's like he, if any, if he comes across this post, he knows it's about him. Like, but I mean, like, will will he would he be shocked? <laughs> does, Chris, does Chris think the husband's on board? Does he think the wife's on board? 
Oh, dude, dude, I talked the husband into it, and the wife loves it. <laughs> the wife wants it even more than the husband. She's like, quit your job. And he's like, what? She doesn't like I mean, so, like, would I really be afraid of Chris seeing this in this situation? <laughs> yeah. You might as well just tell him straight up how you feel. Because you, you uh, posted this on your Discord server quite a while back. And I remember I, I read it and I loved it. And I haven't really seen it since uh, until now. And I forgot so much about it. Like, I forgot the fact that he was, like, that this guy wasn't into magic until, like, four months ago. <laughs> but, you know, I, I know there's a lot of guys like this. They'll just suddenly become obsessed with something. It's like, Dude, I want to become a motorcyclist. I want a motorbike. And you just need the one fun friend who's into it. <laughs> but it's the fact me. Chris seems to be like single-handedly trying to convince the husband to quit his job and use all their savings to start a restaurant. Um a magician's restaurant. <laughs> what do you think's in it for Chris? Oh. Because I think there must be something in it for Chris at this stage, because like if I was saying something that to someone I met, like, oh, dude, you and your friend Paul, you should really go start a band together. Like, that would be cool yeah. and all, but it reaches a certain stage that, like, you say that about three or four times, you're like, oh, yeah, cheers, buddy. <clears throat> you're just like, okay. <laughs> well, like, let's be honest. Unless you're, like, a David Blaine or a Darren Brown, there's not, uh, there's not a lot of gigs going for magicians these days. I mean, children's parties. Children's parties is about it, but they, I think they, they kind of see that as being below them. So I figure Chris, Chris is probably a washed up magician himself who's gone into the management end of things and he's got a lot of clients with no gigs. But if he can convince some sucker to open up an entirely magic dedicated restaurant, it's like, I think he just sees that as like, well, this is constant gigs for my clients and maybe me. That's the only. That's the only thing I can see that's enough for Chris, or he's just fucking around and just wants to see this guy get ruined. That's just. Do you think? Do you think there would be someone like that that they put their? They just want to see another person wreck themselves. I don't know. There might be so. Like, uh, yeah, I, there might be, especially a, a former magician might be like that too. They always strike me as quite a sadistic bunch. You know, I don't see him as sadistic. I see him as someone like, you know, a kind of fat guy with a kind of bit of a beer belly, good natured, but like ultimately foolish guy. It's like, oh, buddy, you should start a magic show. So like the stoner friend kind of. Yeah, no, it's not even stoner, but it's just like, it's a bit simple. Like, I'm just trying to think of in what movie who he'd be played by. But it's just like, there's a face on it. And I just can't name the actor, but it's like, <laughs> right. he's just like, he's just saying like, you know, oh, dude, start a magic. But, you know, you think after four months, the wife would talk to the husband and said, dude, just not doing that. Not doing that. But he seems, Chris seems to have really talked him into it. Yeah, what, what, what's funny here, too, is that uh, there's a line in her post where it says, where are we? Oh yeah, the idea here is, it seems, is to allow an environment where men on dates 
who are in on the scheme are able to impress their companions with seemingly spontaneous magic tricks. Like, who the fuck is going on a date in 2020, or I guess 2019, when this was posted? Like, what girl? Like, who is showing off magic tricks to a girl on a date? I think there's certain things that you could do which would be a wee bit impressive as a kind of jokey thing. Yeah, but I think that actually, I think that only works a bit late. I think you can probably pull that off and kind of impress them just by your ingenuity or whatever when maybe, you know, they come back to your house and you're having a drink in your dining room and you're just like, hey, check out check out this card trick. Then I think there's they might be impressed with it but i think if you're just like on a date you're sitting having dinner and you're like fucking pulling a a dove out of like a fucking jam jar on the table beside you i think they're just like what the fuck is he doing kind of like i would like what i'd call pub magic where it's like you know you just put like a beer mat over like the top of a pint and say like you know without touching this you have to do you know something stupid like that yeah it's almost like a kind of weird dare I, I think that's fine. I just think, like, you know, that's more socially acceptable because, like, do women like magic that much? I, I mean, like, it seems like a stereotype, like, impress the broad hair, show her a bit of magic there, <laughs> son. Like, you know, that's what, 1940s, 1950s? It's like, gee whiz, mister, I've never left my father's basement and I'm impressed by rudimentary tricks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if you were to have a magic-based restaurant, now, you couldn't have it where I'm from. Do you think there'd be, and if you put that in Dublin, there'd be enough people wanting to visit it for it to stay alive? I, not a chance. Like, I'd, within a few weeks, it'd be out of business. New York? I don't think there's anywhere in the world that this would be successful. Especially not now. Like, maybe in the 60s. But I think maybe if you had had a big celebrity name to it, it was a Las Vegas hotel. It was kind of like Chris <laughs> Angel's magical dinner. But but then like that would be if it was like a, a magic club in the way that you have like comedy clubs. Yes. Where it's just like this is a place you can go have drinks, have a dinner and watch a, a magician on stage. I think that could be successful. But a club that's centered around like men on dates... Mm-hmm performing like like really heavily organized tricks that the waiters and the staff are in on with the sole purpose of impressing their date i don't think there's a market for that i just i know this might be the wrong call but if i was a woman on a date with a man who's doing like too many like sleight of hand tricks i'd be like here i don't want this guy anywhere near my drink (laughs) yeah 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 This guy is just teasing the fact that he's going to roofie Yes. Me. Like, I would just be like, look here, you don't want someone putting, like, such a power symbol in front of you at that time. Like, you know, it's just, like, equally, like, removing playing cards from foods. That just sounds unhygienic. Yeah. Also, like, how quickly would it just get out that this is what this restaurant is? Like, you're talking to a guy on Tinder, and he's like, oh, do you want to go on a date? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd like that. And he's like, oh, let's go to Macavzo's Magical World. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, 
I've heard about this place. This is where like creepy guys on the internet try to bring women so as they can impress them with like old magic tricks. There's some sort of gimmicky places which could be okay for a first date, I think, but this might be a really bad call of judgment. But I remember <laughs> that there was this place in Prague and I never took someone on a first date there, but it was a restaurant which was entirely in the dark. <laughs> okay. So basically you'd be served food but the thing was it's entirely sensory so it was you were both like blindfolded you went in you're eating fuck this that. here and <laughs> I, I get what you mean by fuck that but it's kind of like you're just food and it was supposed to be all about like since you're not looking at the food you sense the food you smell the food you taste the food it's supposed to be like utter sensory like you know you know if you don't use your eyes you have heightened senses therefore it would be a heightened taste of food and all this sort of stuff mm. but you're like dude that's pretty sus <laughs> yeah I, I would not be going anywhere near that fuck that yeah I'm not against it but like uh... I'm not I mean I'm not against it if other people want to do it fine but like there's no way you would get me there I seen I seen that movie Hostel I know what to do when they put a blindfold on you in those in those countries <laughs> No, of course no. She, like, this this man is fucking crazy. <laughs> like he's opening a restaurant just for men to do magic tricks to impress women. <laughs> like he's insane. Don't get, like, <laughs> don't get like okay, right? How about this? Like, if instead of a, are you Luke? Luke, are you Chris? Because you're trying really hard to sell me. Like this is an insane idea. <laughs> I just I just trying to make it work before. The crazier stuff happens in the second part. But um my thing is that like do you think this could work if instead it was aimed at kids? Oh yeah, well then it's a great idea, I think. Let's yeah, say that could... you said it's like let's say you said like it's Count Volo's magical food emporium and basically, you know, the thing is that you bring school loads of kids there and then like, you know, you give them chicken nuggets and then they say like Oh, what about that last nugget on the plate? Like one specific thing that really looks nothing like a nugget. He lifts up. It's a fortune cookie. Oh, it will tell you the mysterious fortune. Like she's like, what's what's my fortune? What's my fortune? And it's just like, you will be the next person on the magical stage. And then they saw him in a half, and they put them back together. It was like brilliant. I mean, I think that's better than his idea, and I thought about it for two I, seconds. I, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you're onto a winner, and I think that's a perfect example of why his idea is fucking insane. <laughs> Kids like magic, so yeah. But you know who don't don't like magic? Is women going on first dates? <laughs> I don't think women going on hundredth dates like magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think women that have been married to magicians for fifty years like magic. <laughs> Or, or you know what? Let's not be sexist. I don't think men who who are married to another man who happens to be a magician are remotely interested in magic after Oof. maybe a year. I mean, I think kids kids like magic. I like magic. Like everybody kind of likes magic as a as a spectator. Nobody wants to be sitting down with a partner that they're hoping to have sex with and watch them do magic tricks. No, I mean there is something there's something about. A certain level of magic which is just pretty lame and i think that that ugh, i can't see any modern woman and by any modern woman i mean anyone born after the year 
I'm going to try and put a number on this. 1972? I would even go earlier. I'd say after Houdini. (laughs) (laughs) I can't see anyone being impressed by this. Okay. Let's continue. I mean, no, people will be impressed with it, but just not... Like, people... like. I think like women will will be impressed by magic, but when it's just performed, just like here's a cool trick I can do, and that's it. But when it's somebody that you're, that the plan is that you hope you will be intimate with this person at some point, I think ma- <laughs> magic will only be a deterrent. Like it's just it's not uh, it's not a trap. It's like a fucking clown. Like it's a it's a piece of like silly entertainment that washes over you. And I don't think you want to see whether you're a woman or a man. I just don't think you want to see a a, a potential sexual partner show you a magic trick. Yeah, I mean, like I'll be honest that you know that's what I think is magic isn't sexy. Like you know that's 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 being yeah. completely honest that that's why magicians for like years and years and years always have a glamorous assistant because first most magic tricks involve someone being able to basically fit in a box that you don't think she'd be able to fit to and she's doing about 60 percent of the trick by basically being a very flexible young person who can like fit herself into a box that you don't think she can fit into and second it's just because like some 50 year old guy for beer gut and like a receding hairline being like Hey up lads, I'm gonna show you some northern <laughs> magic. I saw your woman in half, and then I gotta make this paper streamer turn yellow. You'd be like, dude, that's pretty sus. <laughs> oh, I've got such a visual of that as well. It's in some like fucking holiday village in the nineties. Yeah. Oh. You know what the magic word is today, darling? You have to say bananas. <laughs> <laughs> just some creepy northern club magician who's just like, you know, he's sketch, but you know, <laughs> the police haven't filed an official record yet. <laughs> so to continue with the story. During this fight, my husband argued that he ought to be allowed to follow his dreams and that his idea is good because Chris came up with it and Chris is a magician and magicians are smart. This honestly doesn't seem like the man I fell in love with, who is creative, but also pragmatic, level-headed. His fixation on Chris seems to be massively clouding his judgment, and I don't believe it is possible to rely on this restaurant for magicians idea to feed our family of four. How can I convince my husband of the idea is bad without hurting him or damaging our relationships? He is incredibly sensitive about it, and would seemingly jump through a thousand hoops to come to the defense of Chris, a person he did not know four months ago. <laughs> DR, my husband's bizarre idea for a restaurant is going to leave our family without financial support. How can I convince him of this? Wow. Oh, there's so much to unpack there. Like, the way it reads, like, it almost sounds like Chris isn't even a real person. Like, this sounds like a fight club kind of scenario where he's made him up in his mind. Has she has she met Chris? Do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, has it been specified that she knows Chris? Because it just sounds very sketch. Oh, it sounds super sketch. It doesn't mention specifically anyway that she's met Chris, but like, it just sounds seems weird. Imagine coming home, like your husband coming home each evening. It's like, oh, where were you, honey? I was out with Chris. Oh, your magic, buddy. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. 
I'm glad you're having some guy time. You know, honey, Chris was talking about me opening a restaurant. Oh, but like, you got to stay where you are. Like when we've got the kids, maybe later, like, you know, this sort of thing. But he said, yeah, yeah. But you know, this all makes sense. It's like, no, honey. Oh, but you don't. Oh, but you don't understand, honey. It's a magic <laughs> restaurant. What do you mean? Oh, uh, you mean something that will always make money? Oh, but like maybe two years, <laughs> like until we can like pay all these bills, we'll get it through. But no, honey, you don't understand. The restaurant will be filled with magic tricks to impress women. <laughs> 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 the fact I know I, I'm just like ta- saying the same thing over and over but the entire purpose of the ma- of, of this magic restaurant is to impress women like that's fucking amazing like can I <laughs> it's a, can I just guess that neither Chris nor the uh, well you know the husband he's only been into it four months can I make a bet with you right now it can never be proved that Chris has never impressed a woman with his magic in his life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a safe bet. My God, it's such a bad idea. Like, can you think of like what would be a better what what would be a better gimmick restaurant to open if if it was a restaurant to impress women? To impress women? Yeah, or just like to let, let, let's not like. To impress members of the a date, a date, okay, yeah. I would have a restaurant with booths which are customizable, so you could show like an interest in something that your date appreciates. Oh, that's very so. Good. Like you know, let's say your date really likes Ronan Keating, they'd be playing his music in like the booth, but like other people wouldn't be suffering it, and then like you know. They might oh, like good. you know have in the background or have a TV playing "Life Is a Roller Coaster" constantly. <laughs> <laughs> like equally, that's that sounds so much more affordable than rippable menus that you put back together or like <laughs> yeah. the, the health hazard of like getting sued for having like playing cards in like the middle of a trifle or whatever. Because like my answer to that was just going to be any restaurant. Because I think most people, when you go on a date, you just want to have dinner with the person you went on a date with. Yeah. And you don't want like any gimmick to impress them. I think it's just a terrible idea. I do like where you went, though. That actually does sound... That that sounds... That I think it's nice, but I think equally in the same way that like I think if you paid too much attention, like you hadn't met the person and you just read their profile and you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh shit, they've been, you know, they've been on my Facebook. How did they, I forgot I liked Ronan Keaton. How did they know? Because I liked that Facebook page four years ago. That could just get creepy. Yeah, no, I mean like, that's why I think it's very good to like, people are like, stand out, be the person to do this. I think most people kind of want to be relatively bland. Like you show a bit of spice, a bit of personality, but you're just like, not trying to be like I'm the wackiest, zaniest cat in yeah, town. But it should just be, but it should be you that stands out, like your personality, how you interact with them, not like whatever fucking gimmicks you throw at them in the restaurant you're at. Okay, right. <laughs> like, so, right, Johnny, you have to set me up with my next date. So, tell me, good idea or bad idea? <laughs> I turn up to my next date with like a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to explain any more than that. I just turn up to the pet date and I've got a puppet in my right hand. 
good date idea, bad date idea. I need, I need advice. <laughs> I mean, you know, it might be weird if you start talking through it. So I think, like, you know, if you just sit and don't acknowledge the puppet for the entire date, good idea. <laughs> but I need to ask like, because it's on my hand and I can't use cutlery. I need to ask the wait staff to chop up my food for me. Claim, that might be that might be weird yeah. that might be weird it'd probably be best if you got your date to do it you know you, know, you, don't, want to, you don't want to get other people involved I, I tell her I didn't lose a hand in Vietnam to uh, have to cut my own food and she'd be like you lost a hand in Vietnam you seem awfully young for that and I said yes that's what I said I didn't lose a hand in Vietnam for you to have to do this <laughs> Are you stupid? <laughs> I said I wasn't in Vietnam. <laughs> you start talking to the puppet. He doesn't talk back. But he's like, did you hear that? I just told her I wasn't in Vietnam. And she thinks I was in Vietnam. <laughs> tell, tell your dad the puppet's got shell shock. <laughs> it's a puppet which had been to Vietnam with you. But it was still recovering from the side effects. I bought the materials from Vietnam, so he's been. <laughs> oh, and you know what? That's still probably more impressive than the magic restaurant. Okay, what do you think, uh, girls or guys or people on dates generally would prefer? Someone with ventriloquist dummy, or someone who's trying to do magic? Which do you think is less appealing? <laughs> Well, if it's our scenario where they're not even using the dummy, they're just talking to it about the day. I mean, that's pretty psychotic. But um, how do you think the date's going, dummy? I mean, no, she doesn't seem that into it, does she, dummy? (laughs) We're gonna have to try harder, won't we, dummy? If I was to go on any any of those dates, I would choose the dummy one. Because that would just that would give me more entertainment. It'd give me a better story to tell. The the magic one, I would just feel awkward. Like if I went on a date with a girl and she started like, you know, the waiter came around to order us drinks and she just like pulled a bouquet of flowers out of his like notepad somehow. I'd just be like, what is it? How do I react to that? This is weird. But if she showed up with a fucking dummy and started talking about me too, <laughs> that would just be funny. Like, I would be very uncomfortable, but I'd be like, this is fucking amazing. I can't wait to tell people about this. Mm. But the magician one, I probably won't tell. It'd be so weird. I'd be like, I can't even tell people about this. This is just this just sucks. I mean, to link it back into your uh, podcast, I think both of these would be like horror movie opening scenarios. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, so what I think is really telling here is she wa- he wants to do it because of Chris. Now, this is mm. his reason. Chris came up with it, and Chris is a magician. And magicians are smart. <laughs> what do you see, what do you think about this flawless logic? Okay, obviously magicians are smart. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff to work out there i feel like i would like to know what chris does in real life like i feel like he would see anybody like oh i've got an idea i can i can can i make a guess 
Yeah, I yeah. think he's a used speedboat salesman. I don't know why. That <laughs> ultimately becomes his job. He's a used speedboat salesman. <laughs> but I feel like he'd be the type of person that would like anybody who has a job that is remotely out there. Or did, did once, like, if a lot of people don't do it, he's like, well, they're smart. Only smart people could do this job because you don't meet a lot of people doing it. Yeah. But like I don't meet meet a lot of people selling heroin, so like does that mean that they're well they're smart. Heroin dealers are smart. I would see Chris as the leader of idiots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What would you what would you do to persuade your husband to stay away from Chris if you were this lady? Oh. Or not even stay away from oh. Chris, just not take his financial advice as just <laughs> to make it reflect on your future. But that that's still hard. Like, well, I don't think this guy. Like, this is what's worrying about an article about this or an article like this. I I really feel like this guy will never be convinced because he seems like he's just he's an idiot. But I don't know. I think you'd have to lay a trap. You'd have, you'd have to dare I say you'd have to test his nerd. Maybe mm. uh, not test his nerd, but you'd have to. You would have to show. The only way you could stop this guy from believing that Chris is the savior, you'd have to like show you'd have to show that Chris is an idiot. You'd have to do something to just make him look like a complete fucking fool. And you say to your husband, Look, this is the guy. I mean, what would you do? Do you do you have any idea how you could I don't know how you'd approach I'd that? I'd try and go with common sense. I'd be like I'd have to like get in touch with another magician and have them have like a magic off so as he could like make a fool of Chris and show that he isn't all he's letting on to be like a like an 80s sex comedy or something yeah i mean that's potentially it but like you know it's so difficult because like if we're taking this is actually a real human being and i believe it is like it just makes no sense but you know what's going to happen is i'm going to be watching tv in about eight years and i'll be like well welcome to phantasmos in grand rapids florida (laughs) Number one. Manny didn't believe that it would be the hit it was. That it's just like, you know. Sorry. But then it wasn't until Donald Trump turned up one evening. <laughs> I love magic. I love it. I love them with my <laughs> tiny, tiny heads. If you were sitting around in a few years and you saw that this was like the, this, this was the hit of the year. This guy became a billionaire. I divorced my bitch of a wife. I took the kids and I haven't looked back since. <laughs> she was holding me back. I started a gay relationship with Chris and he was pretty into it. He was pretty into it. He wasn't 100% into it, but he's pretty into it. He's pretty into it. He's moderately into it. He was, he was content. <laughs> well, the way Good. Chris was his capped man. <laughs> Oh God! No, this story is just awful. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see this as. I don't see any possible way this could work as a business. Again, a magician's restaurant. Fine, if it's like a comedy club. Magicians on stage. You have your dinner every night. There's a new. There's like a couple of up and coming. A couple of up and coming magicians. Maybe one main act. On the weekends, you have a big, a big catch. That's fine. That'd work, I'd say. I'm surprised there isn't more of that. But a restaurant based on men impressing their dates with magic tricks? 
I mean, I wouldn't want to get dinner chance. in a comedy club. I wouldn't go want to go on the first dates <laughs> to a comedy club. Yeah, no, no. And I like comedy. Maybe not dinner, but you might. But you might go on a third or fourth date and have some wings and beer. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, like, but the 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 magic version of that, and I I still think that would be a fucking rarity. That'd only succeed in very big cities like New York, L.A., London. Like that won't that won't succeed in Dublin. The only place is I can envision this actually working would be somewhere that would be like so tacky that it would actually return or go all the way around the corner and come back. Because you might go to it in Vegas. You might. You might, but but then it's not first dates. Then it's just some guy bringing a prostitute. Like, and, I mean, they're pretending to be impressed anyway. So who needs magic? Like, yeah, maybe, like, really big touristy destinations, places that just have millions of people coming through every day, but that's few and far between, like... Never gone on a date with someone I think I could have brought to a magical restaurant. No, I don't think any of us have. Like, I, I've gone out with people we maybe we could have if we were just going to, like, take the piss out of the place, but that's not a good a good business model. <laughs> like, we're opening a restaurant for people to come and make fun of us. Even though I was 17... People would have thought that was tacky. Yeah. I think it's a nightmare scenario, but it's like, you know, he's probably going to say like, oh, well, to fund the kids, you have to get a job again. Which clearly, you know, she's got a two-year-old child. That would be difficult. Yeah. There was, there was no mention of what this guy actually No, he's done, the head chef. There? He's the head chef in a reasonably, oh, head decent, chef. Sorry, of course. In a reasonably decent yeah. restaurant. So that's the way I'd say that like, no, her reaction when he said he might have wanted to start in his own restaurant would have been like, yes, that might be something you want to do eventually, but now is not the time. Yeah. But yeah. then he's just like got a joke of an idea for a restaurant. Because I've watched Hell's Kitchen and all these sorts of shows, and it's like, if you opened a restaurant in the 1970s when each town had like four restaurants, you know, it would succeed. Mm. But like, I come from a town which inside the town is 18,000 people. How many restaurants mm. do you think that town has? Okay, so you probably have like 25. Then. This is counting places like, uh, you know, coffee shops and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's how I figured. Yeah, if you're in a small town. 60. Oh, Jesus. And that includes places like Domino's Pizza. But, you know, mm. if you take that, that, that means for what? But that means essentially everybody in that town could actually order one meal from some place. Yeah, no. On a night, and nowhere would run out of stock. It's, it's silly. Like, I know there's people from outside the town who come in, people who are like from the country who'll come in and order it because there's a lot of people around. But, like, if you take that, like, at 60 restaurants with 18,000 people, that means each restaurant is only really serving 300 people. Yeah. And imagine that, like trying to make a clientele where you'd make enough food that every of of three hundred people, and that includes babies, children, the elderly. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just my thing about this restaurant is like <laughs> I mean, it would be great for people to go to once, but like where would you have the population for this to be sustainable? And I don't think it would be. Yeah. I don't think it'd even be great. I don't think anybody even wants to go there once, unless it's by mistake. 
I think it's just a terror. You know what? Like, but how do you solve that if you're the wife? Like, if he's got this, if he's so set on this, I think the only way is you have to come up with a better idea. I mean, I think that'd be relatively easy. <laughs> yeah, it's just oh, I've got a better Don't. idea. Just open a normal, <laughs> yeah. Just open a restaurant where like people come and take your order and they go away for a while and then they bring you back your food. You know the way that in the kitchen you really like cooking seafood and there's no seafood in this town and we live right beside a giant lake. <laughs> <laughs> How about we make it Chris and Donald's Crab Shack? <laughs> you know what would be a good compromise and I think this this could actually work because you know who likes waiting for their food in a restaurant nobody so how about you make a restaurant where it's just a completely normal restaurant but the only difference is the waiters are magicians so when they're taking your order and you're waiting on food they can do a quick little trick for you to to give you some entertainment while you're waiting for your food. But I mean, isn't that something that happens? It is, I think, on like in Vegas, maybe. Yeah, that. that... I mean, like, I don't, but I don't know if it's a de- I don't know if there's like restaurants dedicated to it. I think it's just a thing that like struggling magicians are like hired by restaurants so as they can off the cuff do a few tricks. But I don't think it's like. Well, maybe I'm sure there is restaurants where it's a gimmick of them it's like but that's fine that's not a bad idea i'd go to that restaurant like, i'll That'd be tell cool. you what i'd much prefer is have you ever gone to a, like a fancy cocktail bar where like you know they're using like scientific beakers and stuff to like mix drinks and all this sort of stuff yeah yeah and to do shit in front of you and all yeah is there any way you do that and combine that it was like you know i would find that far more appealing than like you know yeah for sure if they were like cooking it and they say okay well only to start this fire all we need is like hydrogen peroxide and one camel's tail feather or whatever and just <laughs> dump it in starts a fire sizzle it over like woo, like you know that would be far more impressive to me than mm. like trying to like some grubby hand going in to pick out the seven of hearts because like imagine that, like imagine if they takes you there and According to the canon of these podcasts, because you haven't denied it since you are vegetarian, Johnny. <laughs> right. Well, let's let's stick with that. <laughs> so imagine your date's being like, really, really like you know she's being very dominant and says Johnny will have a steak, and you're just like, oh, well, you know, I'm gonna have the steak, and you know the chips at the side of it. So you're picking up the chips, and you know you look at the steak, you kind of turn it over on the backside. It's just like a kind of greasy disgusting playing card and then like you know she says like you know oh you know the way i said to you earlier that um we're just two diamonds in the rough well we've got the two of diamonds (laughs) i think like if that you'd marry the woman then and there would you (laughs) i think i would just like stand up i would just turn for the door and i would just walk out without saying anything and she would just never see me again because like i don't like people going near my food i remember (laughs) like i was looking at my food and like there was people who just didn't like the idea of people taking pictures of it so a guy i was eating with decided to like i'd passed it was very pretty and then he was like smoosh and he put his fork in and like knocked it all about and i was just like 
Oh. Dude, even if I wanted to... I put that fork through his throat. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, but I get that, but, I, but you know, it's kind of like, I was just looking at it, it's like, look, I wasn't going to take a picture or anything, I was just admiring it, and I was like, oh, but you shouldn't do this. And I was like, I just don't want someone else's fork, which has been in their mouth, in the middle of my food. Yeah. Like, can you understand that? Like, it's a dick move. And he was like, you should have, it was South African, you should have a sense of humor. I was just like, no. <laughs> no, like, food's one of those things, like, you know, if, I, if you paid from food and I'm paying for some nice pasta, I shouldn't have to, like, suffer just because you have a sense of humor. I, but I love when people do that. It's like, wait, what am I meant to, like, laugh? Do I, am I, should I find that hilarious? You'd, like, suck a fork in my food. Like, where, where does the sense of humor come in? <sighs> no, I just think some people are awful like that but um yeah so i think we can agree awful uh awful awful heard in my life awful awful restaurant idea the only thing i wish we got update because this is a this is a relatively old post they're not read it's just quite an old post now the ones we read on the previous episode were pretty new i'd love to find if there's a an update to this well, no, I found an article from last September, but uh, it's mostly on, like, the Daily Mail. See, I, I searched it, and all I found was links to the Reddit post. <laughs> so. I found a, one on Cura, which is, like, you know, is there any restaurants for magicians around the world? And it was asked um, the day that this was actually posted, so it's more people oh, just interested. And so different people are saying um, the Castle, Magic Castle in LA is one, but like this sounds, but this sounds awful. I used to dabble doing magic as part of my role as a youth and children's pastor, especially <laughs> especially when visiting the children's wards at hospitals. Oh my god! I don't know if I can I read this. I, I I need some strength to read this. I would dress as a hobo clown. A hobo clown? Okay. I would dress as a hobo clown and do close-up magic tricks and make balloon animals for kids. I had an appropriate opportunity to eat there once and the food was excellent. I've heard that... (laughs) I've heard heard they've opened new locations, but I don't know where... It sounds like he was given scraps. <laughs> I had the opportunity to eat once. To let some food out of the side. This sounds seriously like John Wayne Gacy. I mean, I'm just going for this. He used to work as a youth children's pastor. I mean, I didn't know there was a ch- youth and children's pastor was a thing, but okay. I used to dress as a hobo clown and do close-up magic tricks and make balloon animals for kids. <laughs> the opportunity to eat there once and the food was excellent. <laughs> so this is pretty much the clientele you'd be expecting. But I don't understand <laughs> that sentence where like I had the opportunity to eat there once. Like we used to do shows there. Surely you had loads of opportunities to eat there. If you used to do shows there, why did the opportunity to eat only arrive once? That's it. Am I weird for, for for zeroing in on that? That just sounds like such a weird sentence. <laughs> but you know what his um you know what his role is, like according to this, like once you click on his profile, it says former pastor. 
Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think we, I think we should wrap up there. Oh. That's a terrible <laughs> ending. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm not gonna say his name for liable right reasons, but Well, can, stay can, away from the magic castle in LA. Can I say that I would I feel this guy could be Chris? I think we might may have solved this, but um Okay, Johnny, thanks for coming on this bonus episode, which was a wee bit de- deconstructed, but my god, I think we finally came to a conclusion there. Yeah, <laughs> glad to be here. Glad to be here to uncover that uh, that, that grisly end. Oh my god! Former youth pastor who used to dress up as a hobo clown is that is that a, is that a thing? Oh my yes, god! I mean, but thanks very much for coming on this mini episode, Johnny. I'm uh, more than welcome. I think we blew this open, and uh, we've taught a lot of people a lot of dating advice today. So. Just yeah. to summarize, um, <laughs> if a girl joins your friend group, don't try and accuse her of being a fake nerd. Mm-hmm. If you want to go on a date, don't take a girl to um, a magic restaurant. Instead, yeah, if you're <laughs> instead pretend to be a Vietnam veteran with a puppet <laughs> for a hand. If your fiance is into action figures and playing with toys, call his dad. Don't. <laughs> Don't don't be a pussy and call his dad to come and bag them up and throw them away. I think I've learned very, very valuable life lessons. And and I guess don't go to the magic castle in LA. <laughs> and avoid <laughs> the most important lesson. And avoid um a certain former pastor who uh yeah, I'm not going to name for legal reasons, but you can certainly find. Okay, so uh, thanks very much for coming on, Johnny. So I'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Oh, that was good. <laughs>